Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to the first episode of Spirit and Truth, uh, an incredible, incredible think tank uh, conversation about the topics going on surrounding Christian values and how God, how the Bible, how that all plays into everything. Where, where is its place in society? Today, we're going to be talking about uh, pioneers that stood out and, and changed the narrative of society, people like Martin Luther King. We're going to be uh, even grazing past the Brexit and then even asking, hey, is the Bible relevant? Do why 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 does the UK really need God? These types of things we'll be talking about. Please stay tuned. It's gonna be hot. I hope you enjoy. This is the one and only. One and only. This is the one and only. Spirit and Truth podcast. Spirit and Truth podcast. Good evening. We're with Spirit and Truth. I'm with a good friend of mine, Jamie Gordine. My name is Michael Williamson, and I uh, would like to welcome you to the show. Uh, today's been uh, quite eventful, would you say, Jamie? Yeah, weather-wise, it's been very eventful, yeah. It has. We've seen all the elements here in London. I thought it only rained here, but we've had a bit of L.A. and a bit of... It's been hotter. It's been... I, I looked on, on my phone this morning. It was the same uh, temperature here as in L.A., was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, only challenge with LA is you're looking at um, dry heat. Dry so, heat. You know. It was hot and sticky. <laughs> We've got fans in the windows, blood trying to. But the, the air that's coming in is just as cold as the. Uh, it's just as hot as as um, the air inside. So yeah, the fans don't make that much difference. But a uh, little circulation of air has been good. And then the thunderstorms came. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The downfalls. It's quite entertaining driving um, from uh, East Putney up to, up to yours this evening, seeing. Uh, people running for cover. People have gone out today and wearing, you know, <laughs> barely nothing as they do in the city on a summer day and uh, getting get caught in the rain and uh, getting severely drenched. And here we are. We are we are in London and it's been great to have you back up. I remember having uh, some of our short Christian discussions here in the, in the room and uh, always begs the question, is London, is England still a Christian country? You know, um, you know, I'm, I'm always uh, baffled at individuals that are shocked uh, that I came over here as a missionary, leaving corporate America uh, to begin talking about, you know, um, hey, does this country really believe in God anymore? Um, and it's been very interesting because given what's happened with what we're doing with our charity, it's it's very clear it does. But what do you suppose? I mean, you're English, you know, so what, why, why aren't, why isn't there an obvious kind of a beating of the drum of saying, hey, let's go back to the Bible and that type of thing. There's uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, I, I mean, is England a Christian country? I don't think England's been a Christian country for hundreds and hundreds of years. I think mm. it's worn a, a facade uh, of, mm. of Christianity. Um, but really, the, uh, the, the Enlightenment, um, the 16th and 17th century intellectuals are coming through with ideas based on um, uh, Roman and Greek uh, philosophies, and the, the whole of the British Empire was driven, uh, as as far as I can see, by um, uh, Roman and Greek uh, philosophies rather than uh, real Christian ethos. And um, well, Alexander the Great—that was his big, um, his signature project. Dare we say, is to change the world with Greek thinking and which is basically anti-Christian and anti-God, anti-love everyone as Jesus commanded, that type of thing. He, he kind of, you know, even our English language, how we look at, you know, the way things are written, you know, back before him, uh, things were, 
east to what is it east to west and now they you know if you look at a piece of paper and the way we write is we we write from the left to the right whereas prior to him it was from the right to the left um because that's interesting i didn't know uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. Think, I'm, I'm, I'm left-handed so i yeah i yeah. i struggle with um bl- <laughs> blotting my copybook every time i write my hand goes over what i write if you write well you know the reason why uh, the easterners would write from here to here is because jerusalem was the center right and so everything would go back to jerusalem it's kind of like the history of london all all um if you look at the london telephone poles they have they point towards london right all roads lead to london just like all roads led to rome so a bit of history there. Yeah, I kind of did my homework. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it's so. So today, I um, the the news um, in the evening as I was coming over here is Mayor Khan Sadiq Khan as um, in response to the uh, horrific amount of um, of deaths um, and violence on the streets in London has blamed um, middle class uh, cocaine use. Oh as, wow! Um, How convenient. Well, it's convenient um, uh, for him because he's certainly not middle class. Uh, Absolutely. And, uh, I, he's, um, it, 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 but there's a truth in that, surely. There's a truth in that. There's uh, obviously the, it's, it's black, black kids on the streets in um, Peckham and in um, Tottenham that are being uh, stabbed and um, uh, over drug wars. Um, but the market the, the, for, for the most... Um, prevalent market is in cocaine use and that is it, it is mainly middle class dare we say white guys who are um f- uh, fueling that market yeah and i you know i guess we've almost had 100 kids killed which is one of the reasons why i believe we do need to introduce christian values and really start influencing young people to believe that you can be a christian and still have fun and be cool and so on and so forth but you know, I don't know the exact number, but we're approaching about 100 people who yeah. have been stabbed. These are people who have died. Right. Okay. So the truth is that there's several hundred more people that have been yeah, stabbed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just haven't died. And we're not hearing about them. We're not hearing about the kid who, uh, you know, again, he, he, he got into a dust up and someone pulled out a knife and injured him. Or even he may, he may have run away. He may have not even even got injured, but there was the potential. There was a threat there. Obviously, the the ones that. Uh... So yeah, I don't think we're hearing the whole story. I don't right. think, and uh, therein lies where someone like me says, "Hey, there should and we need charities that want to want to roll up their sleeves and get out there and talk to kids uh, about about Christianity and start kind of reclaiming the country or at least trying to make an impact in a small part of the world." I mean everything. You know, you can't despise small beginnings when it comes to anything, you know. And so, as you say, you say it hasn't been a Christian country for years. I probably would agree with that. But, hey, I think if we can get out there and begin influencing kids, um, because clearly the governor saying or the mayor saying it's middle class. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a bit of a cop out. It's a bit of a... Um, but here's the thing: that I, I'm uh, a white English guy. I, I grew up um, on the Isle of Wight. Um, very different kind of um, problems down there. You know, there, there's uh, we, we have um, levels of rural uh, poverty mm-hmm. uh, associated with unemployment, um, 
and uh, there's, we did lay claim to the highest teenage pregnancy rate in Europe at one time down there. But mm. you know, that's boredom more than anything else, I'm sure. Think and but you're coming from LA, mm -hmm. surely there, and, and you call yourself a missionary. Surely there is, um, there are places that need saving more than London. We're doing all right, thank you very much. Why, why do we need you to come over here? Yeah, exactly, and and, and, and missionize us <laughs> and start uh, a. Uh, what is it? Uh, in a hurricane in a teacup. Uh, storm in a teacup. Tea <laughs> Just coming yeah. in, stirring things stirring up. Stirring things on up. Uh, that's that's what we're doing. Well, you know, I have bad. I have good and bad news. I guess the good news is, is is I guess what Jesus says. The good news. <laughs> the bad news is living in L.A., seeing uh, very dangerous. I mean, gun crime and knife mm. crime. But you're going to be shocked when I say this to you. There are more. Uh, I think London has more problems. Right. Wow. I think this country has more problems. There are more kids who are aimlessly wandering the streets. There are less male role models. There are less social. Um, there there are less things for kids to do here. Right. You play football, and if you don't make a football club, you may play rugby if you're private school. But outside of that, you stand on a street corner with a tracksuit on. And you can make a pretty good living. Hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden somebody gets mad at you and you have a row. And before you know it, you get stabbed next week. I mean, I think I think London is very, very dark. Um, I think it's hurting bad, um, much more so than people are willing to admit. Uh, and if so, then why are people moving out of London? <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because it's, not, brother. it's you know the picture that's um, that's painted of America from uh, from the my media. point of view <laughs> is uh, is uh, is through a, up until um, uh, ten fifteen years ago when we had the internet, it w it was a very um, Hollywood filtered mm -hmm. um, view, and um, and I think that the the view that the UK portrays is through the media mm -hmm. which is a very middle class um uh liberal left-leaning um vision and uh, they I, I see the trouble is that they don't like to admit that there's too much wrong going on uh, because then that um, necessitates that there needs to be something done about it. Mm. They'll say that you know we're we so much more sophisticated right. because we're so we are so accepting and tolerant. We are we, a multicultural. We've, we've evolved. We are a multi multicultural city. Terminology <laughs> that accepts. You know, we pride ourselves on our tolerance and our acceptance. That's why the um, that the, they the, the Brexit has caused so much of a storm because the left has blamed. The Brexiteers for being um, xenophobic when the majority of people who who voted Brexit would say that it wasn't for reasons of xenophobia it was that it was that was not their their main um, uh, their main reasoning. But the the point is is that our view how we view ourselves is how we read about ourselves in the newspaper, and uh, and that is generally in this country masked by a view of everything's all right. We are we are improving. Life is so much better because we um, women have the vote. Um, gay people can get married. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, 
homosexual that, that you can change uh, gender if you want to it's and, re- this is a classic you know you know you, you say hey does the uk need god there's a classic verse that this is so that you just explained in your explanation it's in the book of judges which actually is called the book of leaders if you know the, the history of that book the hebrew meaning it's leaders and it, it's sad because it highlights what happened to god's people right and all god's people are god's people from a biblical standpoint whether you, it doesn't matter what religion you are if there is a god those are his kids down there so when they when his kids would go awry and worship the other gods and mm-hmm. worship the other religions quote unquote and go off they would be disobedient he would then send them into distress okay he would then send what was called a deliverer or a judge uh and then uh he would cause oh no he uh, he would send them into distress then they get defeated then he'd send a, a deliverer so when they would cry out to god and ask for help instead of him god fixing their issue he would send someone he would send a missionary um, and so that was how God dealt with his people in the Old Testament. And what's interesting is during that time, it said very clearly that the people did as they saw fit. But um, London needs God. Yeah. The issue is God. The issue is not capitalism. It's not socialism. It's not the middle class. Uh, it's not uh, a stiff upper lip. Uh, it's, not, it's not any of those things. It's, it's love. It's the Christian value, the true judo-christian values of love for everybody um those things are not taught here yeah those... but surely if you're if you're uh, you're touting love now um if the bible's love the bible not my my version of love yeah but then if if is it being loving by telling somebody they uh, they they can't have um uh, they can't be who they want to be how, how is that loving well we don't want to get too controversial but we do have to Speak some truth. I think the principle of tolerance is is its own enemy. Um, when we tolerate everything, then we have to literally tolerate everything. And that's a dangerous place uh, to be, as in the place where there is no, no truth. And it definitely kills the spirit, uh, for lack of a better pun. And I think in this country, there's, there's sadly um, this... Uh, you know this this it's it's still um the mode of thinking where they you know you look at a piece of art and you go oh, you you think it's this you think it's that you think and everybody comes up with their own uh version of what they see but it's clearly an apple yeah <laughs> yeah you know here in the uk it's like well what it, oh it's an orange to you great yeah, okay yeah. oh it's a pear to you oh great i think that line i think that's a very dangerous thing We've got to have some standard of morality, something to back. And therein lies where where the God of the Bible comes in. Yeah, I think it's because um, the whole idea of truth, uh, if, if it is subjective rather than objective, um, then it, where, do you, where does one draw the line? You know, it's... People say that uh, society has evolved and that we are a lot more um, uh, mature mm-hmm. as, a, as a society now because we don't um, burn witches at the stake. Sure. Um, but there's a, 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 an interesting line because um, how... Uh, how we view what's good and bad if it's if it's changed and is constantly changing then 
those who deem it good and bad are constantly changing. So what is what is truth? So yeah, yeah, and there is no truth. Well, it, it's it's a by democracy, is it? Exactly. So uh, and it changes with the time. It which changes. Is a Greek, which is a Greek um, uh, uh, process of uh, of, lead, of of kind of again, thinking, like thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hebrew thinking and Greek thinking. If you ever study it out, it's so radically different. Right. The Greeks thought uh, very linear. One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. They were very logical, rational minded. Uh, the Hebrews weren't weren't that way. They were they were spiritual. They thought things worked cyclical in right. cycles. Obviously, you have the water cycle and such. So that's how they viewed life. They they thought um, everything was about relationship. And the Greeks were autonomous. This is what was taught to be separate your own thinker, your own man, isolated, where the Hebrews felt that that was a terrible place to be, uh, that you needed community, you needed family. And with the quote-unquote evolving of our culture, I mean, our culture has gotten so Greek, so distant, so, I mean, I don't think all 3,000 of my friends really like me on Facebook. Right. <laughs> Even what liking me means has changed, and I'm, none of them is going to, you know, they're not going to jump out of their bed at night and come, you know, pick me up if I'm broken down. I mean, things have changed, but you know, the powerful thing is the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. And, um, so I don't, I don't really, I, I think, you know, there's also the scripture that says in Deuteronomy 29, 29, that the secret things are of God and the things revealed are of man. So are we evolving or is God just eking out a little bit more information here and there that he's already known since he is the beginning of information. He's outside of time, space, and matter. So it isn't technically in time yeah. or uh, about a specific time since he is outside of time, space, and matter. So I don't know. I, 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 I When I start thinking of things in God's eyes, I just go, wow, the same things they did years ago when they kind of pushed him out of society is what I see going on nowadays, mm -hmm. that God is being pushed out of society, pushed out of schools, pushed out of our minds. Let's just all create truth as we go. So we're in a democratic society and democracy uh, is, it, people have called for an evolution of democracy even because it seems that democracy works fine as long as the decision by the masses agrees with uh, the mindset of the the few that mm. lead uh, the opinion leaders mm -hmm. um, when and, and I think in uh, certainly in Brexit and in, in, in Trump's election in America, what what happened is it was a very small margin. And um, it just goes to show that when uh, when opinion changes slightly and the um, there's a small margin that means that that more people want something than something else, then um, our morals can change too, because if all of us, you know, a hundred years ago, if people thought that um, it was uh, wrong to view pornography, uh, now it's totally accepted that yep. pornography, pornography is fine, a hardcore pornography is fine. Um, and the, because the majority believe that, the majority think that it's fine, then it's fine. See, it's this the kind of thing that scares me because this is how I hate to 
<laughs> trying not to be controversial, but I have to reference Hitler. I mean, how did he usurp many of the countries? What did he do? He he used what was called a fifth column. And, you know, there's four columns of military fleet you send out. You send out your first column, second column, third column, and then the fourth is usually it. Well, he coined this phrase. He didn't coin it, but he, um, I believe, uh, uh, took used the, it. he used it from a Spanish um, con um, uh, conqueror, and uh, he used the fifth column. And this was where he went into different countries, and he, you know, created division within the country. So propaganda that when he, media. Exactly, yeah. propaganda media, all that type of thing. So then when he when he went to take over and take out the country, they were already divided. So right. it was really, really good. Right. And one of the things he used to change public opinion was polling. Right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He used polling. Which can, it, it, the so, so they could be manipulated. Oh, of course, the, the few lead to masses. So yeah. you get a poll that says 13% believe that same-sex marriage is normal. Right. And then you put another poll out in a year. It shows that now... 15%, 15% of what? Yeah. <laughs> but 15% believe, then you put another one out. It shows that 45% believe that same-sex marriage. And so people that are not voting and are not, they're they're seeing these polls and they're reading about this stuff and this propaganda. Yeah. And they're starting to go, wow, 50% of the people believe it's okay. Well, I guess it's not, you know, it's not, a, it's not hurting me. I guess it is okay. That's where we've gotten as a society, and that's that's a very dangerous place. Why why is it dangerous? Why how how is um, say acceptance of pornography dangerous? Well, I think history repeats itself. It has to because no one listens. And if we look at history, um, you know, hey, historically, there's it's always been a few that, um, you know, the majority hasn't always been the best group of people to follow. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we have a majority that believe a principle, but again, you, you just, you go back to what Christians did that weren't, weren't right. Uh, those who were involved in the crusades. I mean, that, that obviously is not Christianity. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like the person that says, well, all religions are bad. Uh, or, or no, the guy that tells me says, you know, religion ruins everything. I said, no, sin ruins everything, including religion. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, the issue is sin. The issue is, but now, now we get controversial because we have to define what sin is. We, and, and if we, if we define it, I think we get ourselves in trouble because we can. This is, no, this is uh, interesting though, Michael, because this, this is something that, you know, Sadiq Khan will talk about a middle-class, um, cocaine users, um, fueling the murder rate in London, but he doesn't address the sin. Yeah. So let's just get, get down to it. Um, I'm, I'm sure every red-blooded American, I'm sure every Englishman, whether he's from blue-blooded, blue-blooded, blooded Brit <laughs> or English, you know, I, you know, whether you're from the North or okay. whether you're from, from, from the South uh, of, of England, we all sin. Let's just be real here. We all do something bad. We all sin, whether you call yourself a Christian or not. You so how do, you, how do you define what, what sin is? I mean, surely that's subjective, isn't it? That's um, uh, sin for me may be different than sin for you. Well, that, that just means that you and me are biologically different when factually we're not. And so this is the reason why the Bible levels the playing field, because it doesn't give you a different standard that it does give me. Right. It doesn't say because you're an English white man and I'm a African-American black man that yeah. we have two different standards. Okay. The Bible actually gets rid of our own choice and it gets rid of our own uh, playing God. 
and it it uh, is the only thing that can truly uh, really. Uh, that's the reason why in Isaiah chapter two it says, "Hey, when God's kingdom comes, uh, they they won't they'll put down their pruning hooks and their swords because nation will not take up war against another nation. Why? Because you'll say to yourself, well, those are my brothers in Israel and Iran. I don't want to kill them and bomb them. And if there is going to be a bomb, it's going to be a love bomb. And this type of thinking that the Bible teaches, one, brings unity. And two, the Bible makes it clear that sin is um, that God dictates what right and wrong is. And yes, that means that you may feel like something is right and your feelings may feel true, but feelings aren't the truth. There's now, a lot of things we feel that aren't okay, necessarily yeah, the truth. All right. So, but you are being controversial, and I love it. You know, I'm, I, and, and you know that I'm totally with you on uh, all of these things. And I'm just <laughs> playing devil's advocate because a lot of people don't think about the things that we're talking about. Now, let me challenge that. Okay. I, I totally disagree. Okay. They think about it. They just think about it at the wrong time. I, yes. They don't ask the hard questions before they happen. Right. You tell me the guy whose grandma just passed away isn't thinking about maybe whether there is a God or not. You telling me the guy who knows that his, his, his wife has only three weeks to live because she's got cancer isn't somewhere saying a prayer alone by himself. You telling me that the kid who knows he's never going to be able to play football again, uh, who, who, who was taught that there is a God and, and, and he is a God of healing. He isn't hoping somehow God can heal him and he can play. We ask these questions, these tough questions. The problem is we wait for consequences to force us to ask them. And the power of the Bible is it allows you to ask those questions right now. So you have answers right now instead of waiting for tragedy to happen or a bad thing or some kind of suffering. Or the other thing that we do nowadays is, well, hey, nothing bad's happened. The reason you believe is because you've had some bad thing happen in your mm -hmm. life. When we go there, we that's another dangerous area. You know, the Bible gives us very, very clear uh, direction, uh, tells us what right is, tells us what wrong is, and it tells us even what, how to view right and wrong. Sometimes you can sin in pointing out sin. And I believe a lot of Christians have done this. They've demonized people. They've made individuals that commit one type of sin. Um, they've they've, they've uh, postulated that those are worse sinners. Right. Um, and you know where I'm going and what I'm alluding to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, uh, I think it's why huge um, swathes of the population are against, opposed to religion because they do feel um, marginalized. They do feel um, accused um, by by religious people. And um, well, let me let me let me postulate another statement. This is the whole purpose of the Bibles, uh, of Jesus being a great revolutionary. Jesus came and went against the grain. Women were not seen as equal. Jesus had many women in his ministry. Right. Um, he literally said, I'm going to take on the whole world and go against the grain. And he started a revolution. I mean, I cannot imagine where we'd be as a, as a society without Martin Luther King standing his ground and starting the civil rights movement. Now the civil rights movement is not a movement that I believe is the answer. I believe God's modern day movement is, but if we just apply the civil rights movement to the world, where would we be if someone would have, wouldn't have put, stood his ground, 
cried. You know, a lot of people don't know Martin Luther King. They, they know the I Have a Dream speech, but right. they don't know that he was very controversial. The sure. sun, Sunday that he he got killed, do you know what speech he was going to give on that Sunday that he got killed? Uh, no, I uh, you told me before in the part. I can't remember. The day America went to hell. Oh uh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we don't we don't want to put the, the the you know, we want the narrative, oh, he was just he just had a dream to change, you know. And he did have a dream, but my so point was is was he taken out? Was he taken out by uh by a random guy on the street? Was he taken out by people who didn't want him to be getting his message out? The thinking was that he was taken out by individuals within his own party. Okay. But they were connected to those who were part of a higher political government party. So there was a, a little bit of both. Um, so he was, there was a coup within his own group, but then there was, they were connected with the government. That That's the, the argument. Je- Jesus was, was, uh, my shut- point is we need a movement. Je- need a Jesus movement. was shut down because, uh, he, uh, spoke against the, um, uh, the, the, the mainstream. Yep. Um, do you, uh, you just talk about Martin Luther, mm-hmm. um, do you ever, uh, are you, uh, you're a family man, uh, mm-hmm. married, two kids um, here in London, and, and do you ever fear that by being controversial that you are putting yourself at risk? Uh, yeah, I, I do. There, there have been times. I mean, I've, I've had some uh, interesting things that have happened um, since I've been here even, and but, you know, I, you know, again, here I am going to, you know, I'm speaking about the Bible and how we need to look to it for a moral compass. The Bible says that God is good. He isn't someone who does good. He is the very standard of good. He right. is good. He is the he is he is the moral compass to back to to lay things up against. Without him, we wouldn't know what bad was. Sure. We wouldn't be able to say the word tolerance without God. We don't know what intolerance is unless there is a infinite, again, timeless, spaceless, non-created being that can say this has always been good. Right. And the only person that I know of who's timeless, spaceless, outside of time, space, and matter, not in this world, uh, can manifest himself in an angel, um, a human, so on and so forth, is the God of the Bible. Right. And that's that's pretty powerful. I like believing in something more stronger and powerful than me. And so we, we need someone to tell us what right and wrong is. Mm. We need someone to tell us that if you tell people what right or wrong, right or wrong is, here's how you handle that. And, you know, the Bible speaks about persecution. Um, and I, I think about that. I, I do get worried mm-hmm. at times, but <clears throat> I'd rather be, um, you know, I'd rather please God than people. Wow. Simply stated. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, yeah, it's funny because we're talking about the Bible now and, um, by doing so, we are talking about truth, and um, without going deep into my own personal testimony right now, I am. Um, it was when I read the Bible at the age of nineteen, um, not out of any coercion or just out of my own personal curiosity, mm-hmm. that um, I was struck by uh, the the resonance that the words had for my life. They made sense and. Um, uh, they made sense of of everything by speaking about it now you know uh we're reaching uh an audience and so um 
the importance is getting the word out there. Absolutely. Um, and again, we know by having conversations with uh, strangers on the streets, by sharing our faith, by talking to people, we people don't want to talk about the Bible. Oftentimes I'll say, I don't want to talk about religion. I'm not interested in religion um, without really thinking what they're saying. Um, and the majority of the time, if they say, I don't believe in the Bible, they've never really read it. They've never had much exposure to it. Do you think there's a, a, an agenda to, um, uh, to, to mask the Bible? We were talking earlier about the Catholic Church mm -hmm. and how uh, Martin Luther, um, was interesting, <laughs> Martin Luther King, but mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. Martin Luther was a, a Catholic priest. Yep. <clears throat> who had access to the Bible because he read Latin, mm -hmm. whereas the majority of people at the time didn't have, uh, didn't know what the Bible said, and so he was able to address. Um, he was able to read the Bible and see that he was in sin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, "Mate, this is terrible. Right, we've got to really speak out." And I think certain things in life you can't get around being outspoken, bold, and standing up and speaking the truth just as the Bible says, in love. Speaking the truth with spite or bitterness or anger, mm. that may not necessarily get it done, but when you speak the truth in love, as the Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, it says, hey, we will no longer be tossed back and forth, but we speaking the truth in love. I think the world needs the truth in love. I know individuals, political, social, that that actually will stand up and speak the truth. But when you listen, you, you, you miss that element of love. Yeah. I have the others that uh, I know others that are very loving, but they will dare not say any truth or right. take a stand on anything. You don't know where they stand on anything. And this is the reason why the Bible is so powerful, because it's, it, you know, Jesus speaks the truth in love. Indeed, that's the uh, reason. I mean, a, another subject maybe for another time would be the subject of what love is. And um, uh, we don't have that much time right now, but uh, it's been amazing speaking with you as always, Michael, a uh, good friend. Yes, and, it's, been uh, great. it's been great. Somebody who uh, I certainly love. And um, uh, let's do it again. Sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely, Jamie. It's been great speaking with you. And you're always so, uh, I love your, I love your calm demeanor and even your devil's advocate questions. You know, it really gets us, keeps us on our feet. Uh, to really, really be able to speak to this world that's being flooded with information uh, and being hit with digital dementia. Uh, mm -hmm. Just this entire uh, onslaught of information we get as soon as we wake up and pick up this smartphone, which I believe is making us dumber. I, I really do believe uh, we, we need spirit and we need the truth of the Word of God. I, I, I love speaking with you and I love what we're doing here. And uh, I look forward to the next episode. Uh, God bless you, Jamie. Yeah, you too, Mike. There you have it, guys. We tried to cover so much. And I tell you, every time we always leave saying we got to come back for more. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening today and really, really, really giving a, a warm ear and a warm heart to spirit and truth. Check back for our next episode. Thanks so much and have a good night. Bye.